Alzheimer's in Wichita Falls. Today, though, she was home for the holiday, and she was at least semi-lucid. Lipstick ran into the wrinkles around her mouth, and her jet-black eyebrows, penciled in a lopsided arch, did not match her short, kinky gray hair. But her smile was bright, and there was life in her eyes, and Fiona thought she was beautiful. Deke handed the gravy boat to Fiona. Go easy on that now. I like leftover sandwiches with a little of that poured between the turkey and dressing. Fiona nudged him with an elbow. I bet you had a big breakfast. All I had was a stale cheese cracker. Besides, you're not my boss, right, Granny? No, but I am. And cheese crackers are not a decent breakfast. Irene pointed a long skinny finger at Fiona. You might as well eat sawdust. I taught you better than that. I bet you ain't been eating right since you left. You're too skinny, isn't she, Judd? Fiona raised an eyebrow at the sexy cowboy beside her. Man, I wouldn't touch that question with a ten-foot pole. Toby chuckled. Lizzie put a piping hot yeast roll on her plate and sent the last item around the table. Me neither, darling. You'd better have two rolls right to start with. She set a couple of rolls on the edge of his plate. We might need to get you some sideboards. Maybe, Toby said. Slightly taller than his brother Blake, Toby looked at his wife sitting beside him, his blue eyes twinkling. Yes, they were every bit in love as Blake and Allie. Brothers had married sisters. That made any of their children double cousins to Allie's new baby, Audrey, who had inherited Fiona's red hair. Back to the ten-foot pole, Fiona said. She is too skinny, isn't she, Judd? Irene shot a look down the table at the newest Dawson cowboy who'd come to the Lucky Penny a few weeks ago. I believe that Ms. Fiona looks real pretty today, and so do you, Ms. Irene. That blue shirt brings out your eyes. Would you like some more cranberry sauce, darling? Judd asked. You be careful around that one, Fiona. He's a slick talker for sure, Irene said, and went back to eating. Deke poked her on the arm. Was it snowing in Houston? She smiled. It never snows in Houston. That's why she left Dry Creek. She wanted to live where they never had a good hard winter, Irene said. I bet the roaches and flies are big as buzzards in that place without a good freeze to kill them off. Granny, I don't want to hear about bugs at the dinner table. Fiona smiled, despite her words. She'd forgotten how much she'd missed her family and their crazy ways. A peace settled over, a sense of belonging. That was every bit as important to her soul as the food was to her body. Irene smiled. There's my fiery girl. Just how long are you staying? Lizzie asked. Before Fiona could answer, Allie chimed in with another question. Can you stay all weekend? Or a week? Lizzie piped up. She's here for good, Katie said. She brought a cardboard box. That means she's moving back home, and it's about damn time. Fiona's sense of peace fled as she took a drink of sweet tea and swallowed another huge chunk of her pride.
She wouldn't tell them the part about being so hungry she was dizzy, or how little money was in her billfold. If she did that, her mother might drop with a heart attack right there on the dining room floor. She straightened her back, put her hands in her lap, and began. There's something I need to tell you all. She took a deep breath. A little more than a year ago, Kyle and I divorced. There was a prenup, of course, so all I got was $10,000, which went fast while I looked for a job. It didn't take long to figure out that I'd been blackballed in my line of work. Time stood still. Fiona was sure if she'd been outside, snowflakes would have hung suspended in the air and the wind would cease to blow. Fiona Dean, Katie finally gasped. What have you been living on? And why would Kyle make trouble for you? One shoulder rose in a half shrug. I guess it upset.